Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of True Balance International and blogger at TransformationGoddess.com. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today it's my honor to introduce you to Navjit Kandola. Navjit is a spiritual advisor, educator, speaker, filmmaker, full-time mom, and the director of the Nijoni School for Global Consciousness. I first found out about Navjit through her blog, Tender Logic, and absolutely love the way she communicates and, and shares her voice with the world. Navjit has such an incredible background. She's just mind-blowing the, the amount of uh, experience that she has as a host and producer of two concurrent radio shows, Windows to the Sky and The Media Brunch. And she's also directed the independent programs, Knowings, The Chris Griscom Show, and Life in Motion. Throughout her career, Navjit has worked with an incredibly diverse sphere of clientele, ranging from millionaires to homeless heroin addicts. She has also worked extensively with children and teens in public schools and detention centers. At her blog site, TenderLogic.com, Navjeet writes weekly in spirited style about awakening, love, awareness, and the evolution of higher consciousness. Welcome, Navjeet. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Shan. I'm so excited to talk to you and, and share some ideas with your listeners. I have been just giddy, like a little kid, about coming together with you today because every once in a while you have the honor of finding somebody online who really speaks to the core of your being. And I, I found that in your writing and was grateful when you said yes to share a guest post back in July and then to have the chance to share a little bit more about your story today is uh, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty exciting. So again, thank you so much. Great. I think I'm the other giddy girl here. <laughs> I'm very excited to I'm just I'm if you saw if you saw me you'd see me smiling ear to ear right now. Oh fabulous. Well I am a mirror of that smile for sure. Mm -hmm. Why don't we begin by having you share a personal transformation you've experienced in the last twelve months that has changed your life? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Shan, it, it starts, sorry to start on a heavier note, but I think life for us can be this way. And that is that in the last, I would say the last seven years or so, I felt like I have been through a very dark, dark experience in my life. Dark in the sense where I encountered a great many challenges that included several deaths. Um, a terrible traumatic accident in which I and my son almost could have died and healing crisis. And so it just has been feeling for the last seven years one thing after another and another and another. And it came to the point where I felt like I couldn't really see a future. I mean, before this happened, all these last seven years, I always had a sense of where I was going. I always knew how to get focused again. If I lost my way or lost my sense of self, there was always 
a place I was heading towards. It wasn't something like a goal. It was just a knowing. I'm moving towards that wholeness. I'm encompassing that wholeness that is ahead of me and, and in my presence. And in the last seven years, bit by bit, that knowing disappeared, fragmented, and it was a very disheartening, heartbreaking, scary, alone, fear-filled kind of um, transformation journey in that not having that meant that I had to go even deeper into myself to just make it through the day, never mind think, what am I going to do, you know, what I'm moving towards, what my life is about, how can I contribute, it became very much more immediate and very close to just this moment. So it's been very challenging, very difficult, and then the transformation, to answer your question, is that just recently, in the last few weeks, I would say, I've began to have glimmers of that that possibility again, that I can vision again, I can see myself uh. in a future where I couldn't see myself before. And, it, and what I mean by that is it's this excitement. It's not that I have to do something. It's just that life is beginning to feel vibrant again on a whole different level. And, and, and in this seven years, I had a child. I mean, there was that wonderful, joyous experience of that, but it was so surrounded by this this deep funnel of initiation that I was in that um, it was it was a it was a very challenging time to say the least. But um, and the depth that I had to go into meant that I couldn't really hold on I couldn't use anything as a way of bringing myself back. I could only be present to yes, I am in pain. Yes, this person has died. Yes, this is illness. And and find ways to be with that, to find peace in the darkness, not seek light, not seek um, a way out of it necessarily, but I think that was the, the lesson was to become at peace in those places that we fear the most or the places where we feel the loneliest or we feel abandoned or where we feel it's impossible to exist there and to find existence in that. And I think that it's taken me seven years to be at peace in those kinds of places and not be afraid of them. To know that you're starting to experience the glimmer and the knowing yeah. and the knowing yeah. that you're, you're trusting the process the best that you could and, and surrendering to what was, what is. And, yes. oh, yeah. man, what's going to happen I, next, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think all of us want to know, is it worth it? Am I doing this for something? Is it, am I going, when am I going to come out of this so that I can get on with my life? And it's fascinating when you feel you're in this vacuum and it's going on anyway. Even in that vacuum, you have to discover truths about yourself. When your hands are tied and you're blind and you're feeling hopeless, you will, you will discover truth. And I think through it all, I continued anyway, because I knew that I could be true to myself even in that place. Even though it was heavy, it was hard, I could be true to myself. And now I'm not afraid of those places. They're okay. I can be joyous even if I'm in that place. I can find light in myself even if I'm in that place. I'm not trying to escape any reality. And I think that was the, the deepest lesson. That is so significant to to yeah. somehow to somehow or another 
find a way to be comfortable within the fire. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and I'm so glad to know <laughs> that you feel like you're on to or beginning transforming and moving into a new chapter that might mm-hmm. be a, a little bit uh, lighter, even a, a little bit, well, obviously it's going to be different because today is a new day. Let's talk about how you as a woman relate to your body and your sexuality and, and your power. Mm, I love this question. You know, I've, I've always loved my body. I have to say that. I've always been proud of it. I've always enjoyed it. I've always thought it was amazing. And so I didn't go through any kind of phase of feeling uncomfortable with it on any level from within my own relationship to it. I've always thought it was fantastic. I loved what it could do. But but if I were to apply the lens of the outside world on myself, then I could be critical of it. So it was a fascinating experience with my own life and my private experience of it. Fantastic. Outside of myself, if I turn the lens of the world onto it, then, you know, growing up in, in the UK and in an Indian culture where lighter skin is more appreciated, valued, then there was not that happiness with it. Then there was a desire to be different. And so I grew up with both feelings of being completely happy with my body and feeling like, oh, I wish it were different. And and as I got older, um, that conversation kind of more or less dissipated because I didn't care what other <laughs> people thought. I mean, I really didn't. I mean, yeah. I became more aware about enlightenment in terms of what light is and the deeper resonance, the power that, you, that you, we're going to talk about, the power and the sexuality and as I, as I came into my mid to late 30s and early 40s, I really began to see the tremendous potential that I have inside of me that is more than, you know, than, than just my name or my identity that this physical body um, it houses. You know, the sexuality, not just sex sexuality, but the life force energy that makes me strong and vibrant. I love that. And so I would say when it comes to body, sexuality or sex or power, all of it feels like if I if I think of those things, I feel like vibration. I feel radiance. I feel resonance. I move into those qualities very easily and very comfortably because I think that's what we are. We are we are movement, we are light. And when we connect and identify ourselves through that, all these very small labels of, you know, what clothes size are you, what height are you, how much do you weigh, they don't, they don't register at all. Weight doesn't register when we talk about radiance. Beautifully said. And, and I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. And there, there's something about, it, there's such a gift involved when you get to that point when it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks thinks as long as you are resonating and feeling good in your own body. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. just so powerful to be able to let the rest of it go. Yes, yes. And also for when we, you know, we, we do get stuck in certain conversations about weight or how I, I need to look or my hair needs to be this way. 
And I think the way to train our awareness away from that kind of negative scripting of ourselves is to say, okay, let me become really radiant. Let me be as bright as I possibly can be. Let me share this so that so the conversation turns away from what I look like inward, you know, that kind of only me conversation to let me share this. Let me share the best of me. And what we will find is that the best of us are qualities and, and vibration and resonances. So let's start describing ourselves as tones. I'm kind of a golden tone with cool and um, soft yellow notes. Or I'm magnetic with uh, a vivid, vivid lightning streak. You know, how, what would we describe ourselves if we took our attention away from just the physical description? Mm. It would be fascinating. And to vibrate that quality, to recognize, yeah, I'm vivid with a streak of lightning. Let me stand in that truth. I love that. I absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. As you were saying that, yeah. I'm like, ooh, how would I describe? And I'm like, ooh, it would change depending on the day, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would really change. Exactly. Yeah, it's like my teacher said, Chris Briscombe said at one point we were doing a class and she said, you know, put on your halo. What does your halo look like today? And I remember we met one time and she was like, I'm wearing my halo, energetic halo. And it's, it's these long strands of feathery light radiating out in all directions with tall beams going to the sky. I was blown away. I thought, wow, what a relationship to have your crown chakra to that radiance to that level of awareness to describe it so it's the same thing with our with our vibration what does your vibration feel like and how would and, and you put it down exactly right every day it could be different each mm-hmm. moment it would be a different composition how fun I, no doubt <laughs> yeah uh, yeah oh i love and love I love think, it yeah and i think that in turn affects the body joy you know, if you start thinking of you like I'm, I'm, you know, that lightning strike in the middle and the vibrance and the vividness, you stand up taller. You, you're like, that's me, that's me, and and then your body says yes, and it opens and it it becomes strong because we've recognized the truth of our essence and our bodies will embody that. That is well said, well stated, and I feel that it, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh. I'm going to have yeah. so much fun with this because, <laughs> if, yeah. if, and that and that is a big part of it, isn't it? To to have as much joy as you possibly can in mm-hmm. in this body, in this way that you want to share yourself with the world, and it isn't about the way you look or the way your hair is done or the clothes that you wear. It's certainly not. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not. No, no. They can be an expression of ourselves, but first we must know our expression. I am lightning. I am fast. I am radiant. I am wide. My yeah. friend, my friend makes these beautiful upcycled clothing pieces, and <laughs> she made this poncho. And mm. I was at her house, um, and she, I just celebrated my birthday, and she gifted me a birthday massage, and she had all of her beautiful clothing hanging up on the racks. And I've been watching her this last year really grow in, in, into creating these pieces. And this poncho was there, and it was just like, Shan, you have to put this on. 
and mm-hmm. you have to put this on and you need to stand in front of the mirror and you need to own this poncho. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and, what a and, what and a I put it on and I felt so powerful. I, I felt my shanness coming through in a way mm-hmm. that is pretty hard to describe. And, and I was in that moment, and then within a minute or two, I went to the place of, how can I afford that? Can I, where am I going to wear that? Um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I should just continue, you know, I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And my friend said, when I said, I said, I wonder where, where I'll wear this. And she said, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can tell you a thousand places to wear it. I have that conversation in my higher self. I said, wear it to Whole Foods. <laughs> yes, yes, and so wear so, it everywhere. Yeah, so I took the poncho. Yeah. I took the poncho home, and I wore it last night to my daughter's Christmas concert. And, oh, great. And I thought because usually when I go to functions at the school, I tend to dress fairly conservatively and um, tend to um, keep to myself. And I thought, you know what? I'm wearing my poncho, damn it. And I'm going to show up as this bright, fiery, fiery woman that I am. And that is is who I am without trying to remain small. Exactly. This is is our world. This is your world. And so how do you want to dress today? What do you Mm -hmm. want to say today? How do you feel? What do you want to? What do you want to be doing today? This is your world. This is your play. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me about some of your favorite feminine rituals. Hmm. Well, you know, I actually don't really do anything that would be termed ritual, like light a candle or have a hot bath on a certain day or do a certain thing. Um. Because I, I'm just I'm I feel like I'm not really wired to do that kind of at the same time or in the same way. I, I'm kind of dyslexic when it comes to repeat doing things in, in in that kind of way. And so what I what I do have is that I have commitments that I have made to myself, which are about my level of in relationship to radiance, what is the energy or the vibration that I put out? So the quality of being honest, the quality of being open and transparent and, and being of service, being kind, being kind and loving are right at the top of my list of, of how I relate to the world and to myself. It's my deepest prayer. It's my deepest commitment. It's a place that I am completely accountable to in my life and that in turn creates creates movement and and progress and joy in my life that makes it work and I think that is the purpose of ritual is to do something that brings or creates harmony that brings you back brings you back to your focus and so that is that is what I do so I know that I will return to these qualities as a way of guiding me in my life 
so that I'm, I, I can be at peace within myself. It sounds like you're, you've made your life a sacred feminine ritual. Like it, it's your life in the, in the way exactly. that you show up. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing you say. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for clarifying that. That's exactly right. My life is it. This is it. There's nothing, I'm not holding anything back in terms of, of worship of this life. Mm. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I was drawn to your sharing at Tender Logic. I, I'd love for you to share with us your inspiration for Tender Logic. I know that, that it's a fairly new project for you. Um, compared to mm-hmm. a lot of the other experiences you've had, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Um, I started doing Tender Logic because on some level I felt that even the name Tender Logic comes, came to me because I feel like there's logic, there's actual logic to these qualities that we can brush aside of tenderness or kindness or love as being important enough to maximize our potentials, to get the kind of money that we want, to have great relationships. People look for other things. People look for analysis. We look for um, logic to make sense of this world, and we look for answers in those kinds of places. And I truly, truly felt that there is a higher intelligence in qualities of tenderness and love and kindness that needed to be brought forward and 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 expressed and also explained and broken down and, and kind of shown like this is why it works. If, if we tried to do the, if you did these exercises, if instead of contracting when you're afraid, you were kind to yourself and allowed yourself to open and see what would happen. Things change when we open. Things happen when we trust. Things happen when we love. And that is, that is what I wanted to bring to my audience, to the world, and to share that and to share it from my own tender heart. I mean, I think that was a big component was that having done this work and trained and, and, and learned was that I realized that I have a very tender heart and a very loving heart, a very inclusive heart of, of everyone. And as I can, I meet, I encounter, there's a tremendous energy of love inside of me. And I wanted people to look at that. I wanted them to experience that, not from my ego place, but from a place of, look, there's a reality, there's a person here who's saying it's possible. It's possible. I'm modeling it. I'm modeling it when I'm afraid. I'm modeling it in death. I'm modeling it in trauma. I'm modeling it here. Can you see this? We can do this. So that was that was part of the, the story. And the other part, the other components of myself are that I am a stargazer, that I am curious and I am um, intrigued by the stars and other, other species. Are we galactics? Are we deeper than our skin? All of these conversations, I want to bring new information, new ideas, not only from myself, but from other people in different fields of science, technology, movies, music, poetry, people who are who are kind of 
pushing the envelope in terms of what reality is. And I, I wanted people to come to Tender Logic to have the emotional, psychological, psychic structure that they could begin to build and harness and grow and nourish in themselves, through themselves, through their own information and enlightenment, and have available information that others are exploring, bringing to the fore. So it's a kind of a combination of these two different passions. Your work is just beautiful, extremely touching, incredibly moving. I love that it gets mm-hmm. me to, th- I, I love how it makes me think. I love yeah. how, I love how you invite me to dig deep. And mm-hmm. I also love the, the, the levity that you provide as well and your, your sense mm-hmm. of humor. And so I would mm-hmm. love it so much if you would tell our listeners how they can best connect with you. And I know you also have a, a free e-course that you want to share. Why don't you tell us about yeah. that? Yes, I would love to. So the best way to contact me is just to go to my site, tenderlogic.com. And if you sign up at tenderlogic.com, you will get a free e-course that uses exercises in consciousness, these tools of consciousness that will help you. It's called um, Start Your Day, Launch Your Life. I created this program specifically for people who are maybe having a challenge just getting up in the morning, feeling disoriented, disillusioned. How do you get going when you feel in the morning? You're not finding your resonance. You're not quite there with your spark. You don't have the idea. All the people who want, who want that extra little umph to launch a product or to start a new career or to be more confident in their relationship. So it's really like one of the key tools that I that I use in my work with my clients that I wanted to share with people so that they could just have them and exercise them to become stronger in in uh, their sense of self in the world. So if people sign up on my on my tenderlogic.com site, they will get that free course. It's both um, work, it's like worksheets and audios together. Oh, that's wonderful and so generous. Thank you so much. Navjeet, yeah. it's our time has gone by far too quickly today, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough for sharing, for showing up with an open heart, and for mm-hmm. gracing Transformation Goddess, the both our podcast and our blog, and we just are so happy that you said mm-hmm. yes and that you continue to say yes to your life, and yeah. and that you are sharing from from your heart in the way that you do. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shan. I I look forward to doing more with you. Thanks for listening. You're invited to visit TransformationGoddess.com to receive Shan's enchanting four-part audio series for supportive practices to awaken your inner goddess.